0: Chair today, but you do look lower. I'm not though,
1: like, my chair is always at the same level. Did you like shrink? Yeah, like, did you? Did you? I might be. Is the chair? I might be. Is your building sinking?
0: uh, Yes, 100% on that. (laughs) But I also might be sitting like more of a fried shrimp because I was sewing all day today, so I was just like hunched Uh, over, like a little
1: grandmother. (laughs) I do love the fried shrimp image, yes, though you're telling me a fried shrimp quilted this blanket yeah it's rough it's like crafts i was gonna say it's our posture is really fighting against the odds it is (laughs) how are you doing this week um i am marginally fried shrimp okay yeah i would give i would give myself a solid like like mall food court fried shrimp yeah level um and the we here by the way is crime culture yeah that's haley hello i'm caitlin um please feel free to let us know what what your posture where you fall on the fried shrimp scale (laughs) yes (laughs) do you have a hunch in your back yet yes does your doctor ask if you're consuming enough iodized salt
0: yeah I went to a, a party last night with uh you? Z- Yes. Well, you Yeah, my husband was in the band that was performing, so I kind of needed to be there. It counts. But, um, yeah, it was all Gen Z children. Hell and guess yeah. what?
1: They were yeah. all lovely. Yeah, I, I keep telling you They this. were all very sweet.
0: But um, yeah, so uh, I really felt my age. I saw somebody that um i remember when they were born oh that's humble and he had a beer
1: in his hand oh that's upsetting yeah i i have been there uh one of the kids i used to babysit for turned 20 <sighs> the other day and i was like i want to die yeah just please yeah.
0: yeah i hate it but anyway yeah. we're ignoring all of our aging okay <laughs> what today? aging today excuse you i alluded to it last week um something that we are going to be talking about well today is part 1 because i found too many oh. of uh literary murders so it <sighs> is murders that were inspired by literary works ooh yes
1: how um, much george orwell are we going to see you know what today none oh she got creative i did well today is actually
0: gonna be the top five uh most talked about uh literary works that are tied to crimes so we'll get into some of the nitty-gritty like uh not as well-known ones Mm -hmm. the next time i do one of these episodes it's not going to be next week it's not going to be the week after it's going to be when we have time schedule i have a lot of stuff kicking around so uh when i when we get uh some downtime we'll do the part two of this episode so don't expect it anytime soon and if you know of uh one that we did not talk about today throw it my way because um if i don't already have it on my list i will add it um yes, you can she will. send it to crimeculturepod at gmail.com you can go to um crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com you can also go to any of our social media facebook instagram twitter um and suggest it there yeah yeah what she said anyway anywho the number one book that we're going to be talking about that inspired crimes is the something No. Well, you know what? I should probably add that to the list. Um, It's a book we have mentioned multiple times on this podcast. It is The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger.
1: Which bums me out because I do genuinely really love that book. I love that book. I know. I I know I've
0: said it before on this podcast and I could probably uh, go into it more if you're interested. But I believe that you can determine somebody's entire... um, literary taste on whether they like catcher in the rye or the great gatsby better oh Um, yes both high school books that most people had to read in high school so if you liked catcher in the rye in high school i can give you an entire list of books you're probably also going to like if you like the great gatsby in high school my friends taylor and my sister jean could probably give you a list of books that you'd like because i did not like the great gatsby
1: but i loved catcher in the rye oh no what if you loved both (laughs) <laughs> then you're just, you'd like everything. Then. Jean, Taylor, hit me up. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, oh, wow. Well, Catcher that's in the Rye
0: actually,
1: I was in the Rye just actually
0: inspired multiple crimes.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's why we're here. That's right. Uh, that is why that's, we're here. That's, there goes the downer. Here But a little is. bit about the book
0: first. So it was published mm-hmm. in July 1951. Mm-hmm. It has a 3.8 out of 5 on Goodreads with over 3 million ratings. I'm actually a little surprised
1: it's that few.
0: Well, again, a lot of people. It was in every read, high school. A lot of people had to read it in high school and people don't like assigned reading.
1: True. That's very true.
0: So maybe Cause... that's why I didn't like The Great Gatsby too, because I don't like assigned reading. I didn't like most of the books that we were assigned, but I actually did like Catcher in the Rye. Yep. So it has an 80% on Google. And the description, if you're one of the few that didn't have to read this, is. Or just didn't want
1: to. Or didn't want to. Or spark noted it the entire time. Mm-hmm. Cliff Notes, remember that website? Oh, do I ever. Cliff and yeah. his notes. What a funny guy.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> The Catcher in the Rye is the story of Holden Caulfield, a teenage boy who has been expelled from his prep school and is wandering through New York City over a few days, struggling to come to terms with the complexities of growing up and the seeming phoniness of the adult world. So yeah. it's just
1: a kid walking around.
0: Fuck thinking, those phonies.
1: Yeah. N- made made me love the name Phoebe, though. Yeah yeah (laughs) that's the that's the one forget Uh, shakespeare yeah fuck that
0: uh it was partially published in serial form between 1945 and 1946 about 1 million copies are sold each year with a total sales of more than 65 million books in total to to date uh it was included on time's Uh, 2005 list of the 100 best English language novels since Mm -hmm. 1923 Mm -hmm. it was named by modern library and its readers as one of the 100 best English English language novels of the 20th century in 2003 it was listed at number 15 on the BBC's survey the big read it was the national book award finalist for fiction in 1952 and teen read award nominee for best all-time fave in 2010 so i agree
1: with all of this it is
0: one of like the most highly most most read books it's crazy and for good reason yeah Um, I'm also going to talk a little bit about uh, with each one of these other versions or adaptations that have come out Oh, cool! and specifically for this Salinger refused a film adaptation but many Hollywood characters have been based on Holden Caulfield who has been named one of the most reproduced characters on film Mm -hmm. references to Holden and the Catcher in the Rye have been made in countless movies TVs shows music other books and video games for decades there's Um, an entire separate wikipedia article for references of catcher in the rye in other media yes it is insane uh but i find it so interesting that jd salinger refused a film adaptation
1: i'm not surprised i i think that he always seemed to be more about the art And I feel like a book like this,
0: which most of it happens inside of Holden's head, Mm -hmm. those stories like that, their translation to film are usually iffier.
1: Yes, it can be very easy to lose the crux of books that are told
0: in third person are usually like
1: easier to adapt.
0: But something that's happening entirely in one character's head.
1: Yeah it's, it's just it's it's a rough time to try to translate that but I mean yeah. and I think that good on Salinger that he saw that but also saw the importance of not corrupting that yeah. like his work with what could potentially be a lackluster interpretation yeah
0: yeah I, I think honestly I think more uh authors should say hey i mean i know they could use the paycheck uh everybody could use the paycheck oh yeah of uh adapting something and having uh your work available to a wider audience but um lots of those adaptations not no. great no sometimes they hit it sometimes yeah. it's great but not always how many times have you gone to see a movie and said the book was better almost exactly. every time exactly <laughs> uh but anyway the crimes that were inspired by this book uh number one we have an entire episode on it it's the murder of john lennon
1: yeah we do wasn't it our third, a- third or fourth episode. episode third episode yes. hells yeah uh, so just a little
0: uh snippet from that it's the best known event associated with the catcher in the rye it's uh, mark david chapman's murder of john lennon mm-hmm. chapman identified with the novel's narrator to the extent that he wanted to change his name to holden caulfield at one point yep on the night he shot lennon chapman was found with a copy of the book which he had written quote this is my statement end quote mm-hmm. and signed holden's name mm-hmm. later he read a passage from the novel to address the court during his sentencing Daniel Stashauer speculated that Chapman had wanted Lennon's innocence to be preserved by death, inspired by Holden's wish to preserve children's innocence, despite Holden's later realization that children should be left alone. Um, like I said, more information on this in our episode number three. And I believe the movie that was made about were one of the movies that was made about um John Chapter twenty seven? Yeah, it's called Chapter Twenty Seven, which I think mm-hmm. is also a reference to
1: Yeah in on the Rye. Yes yeah. it is. Starring um, Jared Leto and Lindsay Lohan. Jared Leto who did the the thing where he just gained a shit ton of weight for the he role. He ate like he he ate like microwave ice cream like it was soup or something like that. <clears throat> I believe <laughs> And and it, soy it sauce. If like memory he, serves me correctly. It looks like he ate ate deep fried butter for every meal. That's pretty much that's except melt the ice cream in the microwave and I'm pretty sure put soy sauce in it. That could yeah. also just be Jesus something Christ. that I like I can fully see knowing nothing about this man though. We talked about it in the episode, but that was years ago, so yes. I don't remember it anymore. That was almost six years ago. Ew. Um I don't fun want to fact. Think about it. Yeah you're welcome. Um <laughs> that seems just like like that i would be tempted to do something like that if people were constantly like oh how did you how did you change your weight for this movie i can totally see to fuck with somebody being like oh well you know i just melted ice cream and put soy sauce in it like how that the fuck sounds, do you think that's what gross. what kind of what's a it's a stupid question yeah stop asking people about their bodies yeah exactly um
0: so the second crime which i've think we also mentioned in a passing episode was the attempted assassination of ronald reagan
1: yeah we did
0: so after john hinckley jr's assassination attempt on ronald reagan in 1981 police found the catcher in the rye in his hotel room hinckley's possession of the novel was later dismissed as an influence as half a dozen various other types of books were also discovered in his possession it is worth mentioning, though, because any time this book and the crimes are brought up, this is the second most talked about case right after John Lennon. Yes, it is. So that's why I bring it up. Thank you for bringing it up. The third one, which we also have an episode on, episode 141. Caitlin, quick, what episode is that? Uh,
1: 141. Was it... I'm <sighs> throwing it out here. No idea. Paul Bernardo, Carla Homolka. No, we'll get to them in a second um this is the murder of rebecca schaefer
0: Re- uh oh yes so when murderer robert bardo went to actress rebecca mm-hmm. schaefer's apartment on july yep. 18th 1989 he
1: was carrying a copy of the
0: catcher in the rye yes he was
1: oh duh i thought yeah. i'm gonna be real though i thought that came later than episode 141 <laughs> time is a construct no nope, nothing's real so that was, yeah, that was episode
0: 141. So go listen to more about that. Yeah. The next book we are talking about is American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. It was published March, 1991. I it had a, a look p- for this book. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, haven't, yeah. I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it yet. So yeah, like, I, I, have it on I can't my list. shit. Yeah. Um, it has a
0: 3.81 out of five on Goodreads with over 300,000 ratings. Mm-hmm. It has a 92% on Google and the description is, quote, Patrick Bateman is a twenty is 26 and works on Wall Street. He is handsome, sophisticated, charming, and intelligent. He is also a psychopath. Taking us to head-on collision with America's greatest dream and its worst nightmare, American Psycho is a bleak, bitter, black comedy about a world we all recognize but do not wish to confront. End quote.
1: He also has a real weird thing about business cards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> specifically business cars
1: uh it also just struck me that he was
0: 26 and in uh i believe in the movie they all look like they're in their
1: like 30s yes uh and funny you say that because it just struck me that we are talking about now the second movie featuring jared leto based on one of these books jared leto's in this movie jared leto's an american psycho oh yeah
0: and, and chapter 27. I saw it so long ago, I don't even remember. Uh, a little bit of info about this book. Uh Alison Kelly of The Observer notes that while, quote, some countries deem it so potentially disturbing that it can only be sold in shrink wrap, end quote, uh critics rave about it and academics revel in its transgressive and postmodern qualities. Uh okay. that is true. Some countries only sold it um wrapped up
1: so that um Like cigarettes crying eyes couldn't uh, open it and flip through it. It sounds like my fucking high school librarian something he would do. Yeah.
0: Um other versions and adaptations. Most people will probably know this title more from the film adaptation starring Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman. Mm. Uh, it's released in 2000 to generally favorable reviews. The movie has a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, 85% audience score, 89% Google score, and a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Producers david johnson and jesse singer developed a musical adaptation for broadway oh and that premiered at the almeida theater in london in december 2013 Mm -hmm. uh haven't heard any music from it but i like the thought that it could be
1: a musical yeah that's i hey i'm not gonna knock anything at this point until i see it i need more horror musicals like sweeney todd is so good little shop of
0: horrors is incredible like Jack hyde mus- was good yes yeah more horror musicals Heathers, beetlejuice. could we could argue yes yeah. beetlejuice um but this book inspired quite a bit of crime first we'll talk about uh michael hernandez and i went to high school with somebody named michael hernandez um in 2004 palmetto bay south florida um a fourteen-year-old student named Michael Hernandez attacked his classmate Jamie Go oh. uh, with a knife in the bathroom at Southwood Middle School. And oh my god, I know fourteen. It, I saw fourteen years old, but then saying that they were in middle school that's... that just hit me in a completely different way. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, Hernandez stabbed Go fourteen times and slit his throat before Go died oh. on the floor. Hernandez then hid the knife in his backpack and went back to class. Oh God. According to Hernandez, he always dreamt of becoming a serial killer and got inspiration
1: Baby, no. from
0: the character of Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. He also threw names around like Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm. So he was deeply in like wanting to be a serial killer territory. That's uh, He so kept a list of people to kill, including his sister.
1: Oh my said, God
0: yeah he said that he was on a mission to quote cleanse the planet and no
1: yeah he was sentenced to
0: life in prison but died in 2021 at the age of 31. jesus yeah the next is a name people will probably recognize elliot roger 22-year-old Elliot Rogers shot six people before committing suicide. He was trying to act out Christian Bale's role in the film version of American Psycho when he started killing people. In a video clip, uh Roger appeared to reference the movie and it appears that he took Patrick Bateman as
1: kind of a role model. Don't do that. Yeah. Like just don't. Just don't. I've never heard of this kid. I'll be I'll be real with you, but like You you what? know you know the the crimes. If you he had a really
0: fucking annoying manifesto. Oh. Um, yeah, he sucks. Um, next we talk about Rurik Judding. Okay. Um, the murders committed by Rurik Judding were not a result of the book exactly, but the killer certainly saw himself within the pages of the novel. When Judding uh, was found guilty of his crimes, the media was quick to attach the quote real American psycho, end quote, moniker to his name. No. Which makes sense given the actions. According to one of Judding's old school friends, Via The Sun, um, American Psycho was Judding's favorite book. On top of that, he idolized Patrick Bateman to the point where the former friend believed that he was, quote, trying to model himself on Bateman, end quote. Judding worked in finance, and he also had at least a fraction of Bateman's violent psychosis. As the Inquisitor explains, the real-life killer admitted to murdering two women in Hong Kong, allegedly luring them into his apartment where he beat them before stabbing them to death, Judding also said he tortured his first victim. If he hadn't been caught when he was, there is a chance that he could have gone quote unquote full American psycho. Since Judding said that the murders, quote, felt really good. End quote. No.
1: No. Oh God. Like yeah. this is where you've just you've gotta like just get these kids some help. Jesus Christ. They're yeah. young. Uh we're gonna
0: talk about a book in a little bit that is mostly children carrying out the crimes so oh cool we'll get to that oh i bet i know it yeah uh we have three more inspired by american psycho so the next one is the strathfield massacre which i had never heard of before no uh this is when 33 year old wade frankham went to the strathfield plaza which is a shopping center in the inner west of sydney australia mm-hmm. around 1 p.m on august 17th 1991 He sat at a cafe and drank several cups of coffee before getting up at around 3 p.m. And apparently without provocation, Francom pulled a large knife from an army surplus duffel bag and repeatedly stabbed one of two teenage girls who was sitting behind him, killing her. Oh, my God. Leaving the knife in the body of the girl, he pulled a Chinese made SKS semi-automatic rifle out of his duffel bag and shot around the cafe, killing five more people he then shot the cafe's owner to death and fled to the main area of the center where he killed his last victim frankham ran into the rooftop parking garage and held a car owner at gunpoint demanding that he take that she take him to enfield which is a nearby suburb before the woman could start her car police or began to arrive on the scene with constable darren stewart the first to arrive he was shot in his police car by Frankham from the car park rooftop. Stewart had run through the Strathfield shopping center to engage Frankham. But upon arriving at the car park rooftop, Frankham shot numerous rounds into the, into the door leading to the car park, pinning down Stewart Dang. upon hearing more approaching sirens. Frankham apologized to the woman and then got out of her car, knelt on the ground and committed suicide by shooting himself in the head. The oh shooting spree God. lasted about 10 minutes he killed seven people and injured six. During the investigation in the apartment where Frankham lived alone, police found a large collection of violent literature and video copies of violent films. One of the books was a very well-thumbed copy of American Psycho. And although there is no direct evidence that the controversial novel had inspired Frankham, a number of suggestions that it had done so were made in the newspapers. So this is also a, uh, a case of... Um causation is not correlation, right? just because he uh consumed violent media does not mean that he was inspired to do it purely because of those things. yeah, um, he never he took his own life, so we don't know what his reasoning for any of this was no um but Ugh. it was it was just one of those things that. He had clearly engaged with American Psycho, um, the novel, several times. So that was kind of something that was thrown out there. (sighs) Uh, Next, we have the Duke lacrosse scandal. I don't know if you remember this. What? So in 2006, three members of the Duke University men's lacrosse team were accused of rape by a stripper hired for a party at one of the captain's houses by my skimming of the research it seems this is just skimming research i wasn't doing i'm not doing a whole episode on this so i'm not doing in-depth research on it but it seems like the accusations might have been false the da in the case resigned in disgrace was disbarred and briefly imprisoned for violating ethics standards
1: oh shit. um
0: so go look into it if you want i do not know all the details on it no but anyway in regards to american psycho A couple of hours after the party ended, Ryan McFadden, a member of the lacrosse team, sent an email to other players uh, just warning, it is vulgar, so know that. I'm going to quote the email. Okay. Quote, to whom it may concern, tomorrow night after tonight's show, I've decided to have some strippers over to Eden's to see. All are welcome. However, there will be no nudity. I plan on killing the bitches as soon as they walk in and proceeding to cut their skin off while coming in my Duke-issued spandex. All in besides Ark and Tack, which are two teammates. Please respond. End quote. What? That was an email that was sent to several people. Some of the players suggested that the email was intended as humorous irony. Administrators asserted that the email was an imitation of Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Uh, The book was actually read and lectured upon in more than one Duke class. As evidenced by the email responses from the other players, one wrote, quote, I'll bring the Phil Collins, end quote, which is a reference to the American Psycho book and film. Uh, Police released the McFadden email, but refused to release the following email exchanges, leaving the impression that McFadden's email was intended as a serious threat. McFadden thereafter received a thousand death threats in one week.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: So that's just American Psycho being included in another type of crime. Jesus. And the last one you've already mentioned... Uh, During the trial of Canadian serial killer Paul Bernardo, a copy of American Psycho was discovered in Bernardo's bedroom. The Toronto Sun reported that Bernardo, quote, read it as his Bible, uh, end quote, though it turned out it actually belonged to his wife and accomplice, Carla Homolka, and it's unlikely that Bernardo ever even read it. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So that's, again, the news just like making a mountain out of a molehill. Um. But for more on this specific case, Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka, go listen to our episode eighty three. Yeah. Yeah. I'ma take a sip of my beverage before I move Ooh. on to the next one. Ooh, Somebody she's on hydrating. Spotify said we talk too fast. And my response to that is Oh really? There's a button where you can make us sound slower
1: and now you're fucked imagine how annoying that would be i don't know i listen
0: when i listen to audiobooks i do have to increase
1: the speed sometimes because i feel like it's a little too slow um that might that might prove this person's point honestly maybe
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's a weird complaint, but I'm not dwelling on it. Anyway, the next book we're talking about is The Collector by John Fowles. Um, Okay. This was published in May 1963. It has a 3.98 out of 5 on Goodreads with over 78,000 ratings and has a 92% on Google. Ooh. The description is, quote, withdrawn uneducated and unloved, frederick collects butterflies and takes photographs he is obsessed with a beautiful stranger the art student miranda when he wins the pools he buys a remote sussex house and calmly abducts miranda believing she will grow to love him in time
1: no you had me in the first half yeah this is
0: this book has been on my list to read for quite some time and i've just never had the uh the stomach for it to get there i don't blame you
1: um, no, that's
0: no. It, this is actually John Fowles's first novel oh shit good for him yeah other versions and adaptations um the novel was adapted into an Oscar nominated feature film in 1965. the director William Wyler actually turned yes. down directing The Sound of Music
1: to direct this nice Isn't I that crazy I can see that that's pretty cool
0: It has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, 84% audience score, 83% on Google, and a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. So, on the higher end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The story was adapted again in the Philippines in 1986 and in Finland in 1997. There were three stage adaptations in 1971, 1997, and 1998. It also... uh, It's also referred to in many songs, television episodes, and books. One example is in Stephen King's book, Misery, when the protagonist, Mm -hmm. uh, Paul Sheldon, hopes that Annie Wilkes is not familiar with, quote, John Fowles' first novel, end quote. So wild. This was actually the little spoiler from last week because you brought up the case of Leonard Lake and Charles Ng. Yes, I did. And so in 1985, an 18-year-old girl named uh, Kathy Allen was abducted by Leonard Lake and Charles Ng. The duo abducted the 19-year-old Brenda O'Connor after a year. Lake was inspired by the collector when he was caught. He revealed his plans for using the women for housekeeping work and for sex. The duo raped, tortured, and murdered at least 25 people and killed two entire families. Lake used a videotape. Uh, a video camera to tape his crimes and a diary was also found near the bunker he built in while wiley'sville
1: california Mm, Um, maybe i haven't heard of it
0: Wilsyville? i don't know uh but these two definitely demand their own episodes so we will talk more about that case later on but um the collector was a big inspiration for leonard like um, the next one, we have also done an episode on episode 60. Okay. In 1988, Robert Burdella held his male victims captive and photographed their torture before killing them. He claimed that the film version of The Collector had been his inspiration when he was a teenager. Oh. Yeah. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. Next and last for this one, we have uh, Christopher Wilder, known as the Beauty Queen Killer or the Snapshot Killer. Christopher Mm -hmm. Wilder was an Australian-American serial killer who abducted at least 12 young women and girls, including eight of them during a six-week cross-country spree in the United States in early 1984.
1: Oh, my God. He was
0: killed in a scuffle with New Hampshire state troopers in a gas station while asking for directions to Canada oh it's quite an interesting story i read more up on this guy maybe we'll do an episode on him but um i didn't see it like too too much information to cover him mm-hmm. um but regardless a copy of the novel was found amongst his possessions that he was carrying with him after he oh, died shit. yeah and do we have one we have two more so my okay. second to last book is um one that i've been trying to get my hands on or my eyeballs on for quite some time I bet I know what it is. What is it? Is it Rage by Stephen King? It is Rage by by Richard (laughs) Bachman.
1: Yes, Stephen King's. Stephen King. Yes, because I have a Google alert set for when it goes on sale because I know you're trying to get your hands and your eyeballs on this book. We'll talk about why it's so hard, but it goes for like
0: thousands of dollars on it. Yes, Uh, Etsy. Yes, Jesus Christ, eBay. Yes, Um, same difference. Probably (laughs) Etsy too. Honestly, maybe Etsy. Uh, So it was published in September 1977, then in the Bachman Books Collection in 1985. Um, Goodreads has it as a 3.73 out of 5 with over 47,000 ratings and has a Mm. 93% on Google. The description is, quote, a disturbed high school student with authority problems kills one of his teachers and takes the rest of his class hostage. Over the course of one long, tense, and unbearably hot afternoon, Charlie Decker explains what led him to the drastic sequence of events, while at the same time deconstructing the personalities of his classmates, forcing each one to justify his or her own existence. End quote. Um, this is the first of the Bachman books, so the first book that Stephen King wrote under the Richard Bachman name. Mm-hmm. And this book has influenced so many people to commit crimes that Stephen King himself asked the publishers not to publish the book anymore. In 2013, he published a nonfiction anti-firearms violence essay titled Guns, where he references why he wanted to take Rage out of print. And that is why Rage is um, so hard to get your hands on. It is still Mm -hmm. in um, one of the early Bachman book collections with uh, The Long Walk, The Running Man, and another one. I don't remember. Um, but I love The Long Walk and mm-hmm. The Running Man is still on my list, but I want to read all it's the Bachman books. my parties.
1: Is it? Yeah, The Running Man. Yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I want to read all the Bachman <laughs> books and it's definitely one of those that like people want to read it because you can't get it. Yes. It was the same thing with, um, what is it called? The Ted Bundy one written by his ex, My Phantom Prince. Yes. I yes. did read that and she has since like come out and republished it of course she did yeah. he's got like 16 movies about him now exactly uh but i don't think that rage will ever go back into print no um it it was a problem <laughs> um yeah and we're gonna talk about it uh the first one i'm gonna talk about these in uh chronological order okay and there's quite a few of them so the first case that at least that we know of on april 26 1988 san gabriel high school senior jeffrey lynn cox ordered the teacher out of the room with a semi-automatic rifle and held his humanities class of 60 people hostage for over 30 minutes. Cox held the gun to one student uh, when the teacher doubted Cox would cause harm and stated that he would prove it to her. Mm -hmm. At that time, three students escaped out a rear door and were fired upon. Cox claimed that he could relate with the main character of Charlie Decker and wanted to foster the same camaraderie that Decker had done in the novel. He tried doing everything as it was done in the book but was overpowered by his classmate ruben ortega ortega received a presidential award for his act of bravery and i think went on to become like a special forces cop oh shit yeah scary um next case on september 18th 1989 at jackson county high school in mcgee kentucky 17-year-old Dustin Pierce, armed with a shotgun and two handguns, took his history class of 11 people hostage for nine hours. He demanded to speak to his father, who he had not seen since he was four years old. Mm-hmm. Unlike the book, Pierce let the hostages go, and after he was apprehended, a copy of Rage with detailed notes and pencil underlines was found in his room. Mm-hmm. Next, on September 11th, 1991, Ryan Harris walked into a math class at Stevens High School in Rapid City, South Dakota, Mm -hmm. pulled out a sawed-off shotgun, and ordered the teacher to leave. The teacher complied, and Harris held the rest of the class hostage for the next four hours. Oh, my God. Harris demanded a pizza and cigarettes, which were delivered, and also a million dollars and a helicopter, which were not. He was a high school student. What was he going to do with a helicopter? I don't know how he would know how to turn what it What was on. he going to do with a helicopter? Yeah. He fired a total of 10 shots in the room at objects such as the overhead projector oh, and God, the intercom. That's so scary. No students or faculty were injured or killed. That's good. Upon receiving the cigarettes he demanded, Harris set down his shotgun to pull out a lighter and light the cigarette in this moment 17 year old senior chris ericks picked up the shotgun and the police swarmed in bringing the standoff to an end Mm -hmm. um next on january 18th 1993 teenager scott pennington was inspired to take a gun to school after reading rage He walked into East Carter High School in Grayson, Kentucky with his father's 38 caliber revolver and first shot Deanna McDavid, who had recently given him a C for his essay on the book Rage. When the janitor Marvin Hicks heard the shot and came in, Pennington shot him in the stomach. Pennington threatened to kill all his friends in the class too, while he held them hostage for 20 minutes. He later said that he would end his own life as well before the police could catch him, just like Decker had tried to in Rage.
1: Mm -hmm. on
0: february 2nd 1996 straight a student barry Luwakis entered frontier junior high school in moses lake washington with a rifle and handguns and took his class hostage he targeted his algebra teacher leona karnes uh cares uh classroom and killed her along with two others during the killing he said quote this sure beats algebra ain't it end quote which was said to be a quote from the book according to wikipedia no such line appears in king's story the closest Hmm. is when charlie decker quips quote this sure beats panty raids end quote however subsequently Mm. stephen king in his essay guns wrote that this was a quote from the novel and having not read it i do not know yeah (laughs) i don't know either wow i don't know okay but anyway upon hearing the gunshots jim coach uh, John Lane entered the classroom. Luakas was holding his classmate hostage and planned to keep one hostage to safely exit the school. Lane volunteered to be the hostage and Luakas kept Lane at gunpoint with his rifle. Lane grabbed the weapon from Luakas, wrestled him to the ground and then assisted in the evacuation of the students. Mm-hmm. And last we have in December of 1997 at Heath High School in West Pawduck, Kentucky. This is like the third Kentucky one, by the way. Kentucky's not allowed to read this book. (laughs) 14-year-old Michael Carneal killed three and wounded five members of a prayer group at the school. Oh my god. A copy of the book was found in his locker and this was the incident that actually led to the book going out of print. It finally became time that it was
1: like, that's it. But they did that. That's so interesting to you say that because it just occurred to me that I follow Stephen King, and I he's a very ardent supporter of gun control Yeah, in the country. And I wonder if there's any correlation there as far as he took he was, the book out of print. That uh, was it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I read, I read the Guns essay a while ago. I think it said he wrote it in 2013, so that was sometime after the um sandy hook shooting i think it was like before it uh, wasn't sandy hook in
1: 2012 um yes sandy hook was 2012
0: but yeah so um i read it kind of around then so i don't remember exact quotes from it but i know that he was deeply upset with um how rage kind of incited incidents yeah yeah I mean oh God. and it shouldn't be his fault as an author for writing something like that like plenty of people write provocative fiction yeah and um people don't go ahead and take that as like fact and like yeah. as an instruction manual to do something horrible um no. Yeah. I mean, I loved I love Stephen King's writing and I love his work, specifically the Bachman novels cuz mm-hmm. to be completely honest, they're a little bit shorter. Ah. He doesn't expound upon a lot of stuff. Like The Long Walk is my favorite Stephen King book. Um so I really I want to read this book because I want to read everything from this author, mm-hmm. but I understand why it was taken out of print. I, exactly I get that. Yes. Um, but it's understandable. Again, I feel like because it was taken out of print, it becomes more desirable yeah absolutely when you make something off limits it becomes like all somebody wants to consume right absolutely it's no different than a diet yeah so i don't know i I get both sides of it yeah it's rough damn uh but the last one that we're going to talk about today and again if we are not talking about a book that you know has inspired a crime let me know It might Mm -hmm. already be on my list. Believe me, I have a ton. I had to narrow it down for this episode. Uh,
1: (laughs) But the last
0: one we're going to talk about is A Clockwork Orange by Anthony Burgess. Burgess.
1: Burgess. I have no idea. I would say say Burgess. Burgess. Yeah. It's Burgess
0: for this episode. Okay. It was published in January 1962, and it has a solid four out of five on Goodreads with over 700,000 ratings. It also has a 92% Google score. And the description is, quote, a vicious 15-year-old Droog is the central character of this 1963 novel. I don't know why they said 1963. It came out in 1962, but whatever. In Anthony Burgess's nightmare vision of the future where criminals take over after dark, the story is told by the central character Alex, who talks in a brutal invented slang that brilliantly renders his and his friends social pathology a clockwork orange is a frightening fable about good and evil and the meaning of human freedom when the state undertakes to reform alex to quote unquote redeem him the novel asks at what cost yeah um so burgess said that it took him just three weeks to write this oh wow which is nuts incredible uh, in 2005, *A Clockwork Orange* was included on Time Magazine's list of 100 best English-language novels written since 1923. It was named by Modern Library and its readers as one of the 100 best English English-language novels of the 20th century. Both the same distinctions that um, uh, *Catcher in the Rye* got. Yeah. The original manuscript of the book has been kept at McMaster's University William Ready Division of Archives and Research Collections in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, since the institution purchased the documents in 1971, and it is considered one of the most influential dystopian books mm. of all time. Um, other versions, there have been several stage productions of A Clockwork Orange, in Germany in 1988, London in 1990, Chicago in 1994, New York in 2002, Los Angeles in 2003, and Auckland, New Zealand in 2007. Another thing that I think would translate really well to stage. Yeah. It'd be really cool to see that. Uh, but its best-known adaptation is, of course, the 1971 Stanley Kubrick film starring Michael McDowell as Alex. Malcolm. Uh, Love you, though. Uh it says Michael McDowell in all my notes. Wait. I don't know why. Am I maybe am I, I, I copied it? it wrong. Um, but I also just found out, regardless of what his first name is, I just yes. found I was just reminded that he is the principal in Easy A.
1: He is, and it is Malcolm. <laughs> Thank you. It because is I was like, wait, does he have a brother? Yes, and okay. he's the principal in Easy A, among other things. And, yes. But like, oh, the heart attack I just had, I was like <laughs> I don't know why everything that I had Said Michael. But anyway. It's it's um, you were thinking of Michael. I was thinking of your Michael probably. Yeah, yeah clearly.
0: Uh, the movie has the an same 83- eyes. <laughs>
1: exactly. <Yeah.
0: laughs> the movie has an eighty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes with a ninety three percent audience score with over two hundred and fifty thousand ratings, eighty seven percent on Google and an eight point three out of ten on IMDB. And you can watch it on Max. Whatever that HBO That was aggressive.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's a couple
0: crimes regarding this one, as you can imagine, with the nature of the word beast. Um, I wouldn't, I'm i going to say a lot of these were probably more influenced by the movie version than the book, but okay. the book inspired the movie, so we're going yeah, with sure. it. Yeah, sure. Why not? So in December 2007, 31 year old John Ricketts was dressed as a droog at a holiday party in the Leather Bottle Pub in heron hill belvedere 21 year old samantha simmons who was dressed as vicky pollard a character from little britain asked Ricketts to move and he hit her in the mouth simmons suffered permanent damage to one of her (gasps) front teeth and needed four stitches in her mouth oh my god yeah uh there's gonna be there's a lot of people dressed up as characters from Mm. the movie and like doing crime because i guess like that's that's what the whole book and movie is about yeah people doing crimes yeah in 1973 16 year old richard palmer from bletchley buckinghamshire was on trial for the murder of a homeless man named david mcmanus palmer was labeled the clockwork orange boy in the press but although the murder did resemble actions from the beginning of the film palmer had reportedly not seen the movie and was only told about it by friends yeah
1: that's yeah i don't know
0: a lot of these cases i'm going to talk about um you'll notice when i talk about rage um we have everyone's name we have all the miners names and we know everything about the cases in the lots of these crimes because um a clockwork orange is like set in the uk and it's by an author from the uk lots of these crimes happened in the uk and they have different rules so there are not a lot of names for minors in these cases so it was hard to find more information because i couldn't google a name so Uh, i don't have details on a lot of these crimes just so we're clear on this one
1: okay
0: um but anyway the next one in 2005 21 year old reese Sargent, 18 year old darren case A 17-year-old boy and a 15-year-old girl were all convicted of manslaughter for the beating and death of 38-year-old bar owner David Morley. Police said the gang had been caught on CCTV using cell phones to record the attack, although these images were not retrieved. Minutes before the assault, the girl, then age 14, had pointed her phone at Morley and told him that they were doing a documentary on, quote, happy slapping, end quote, and told him to quote, pose for the camera, end quote. Mm. The court heard how the girl then kicked Morley's head like a football as he lay on the ground. <gasps> the gang went on to attack eight other people that same night. So Jesus. they just went in for some gang violence.
1: God. Um, yeah, that's but part horrific. of
0: part of the um I don't know, I wouldn't say the intrigue, but part of the um crimes that happen Fascination. yeah in in at least the movie i know is that they gleefully carry out these acts the, right. the Drugs are happy and laughing and singing yeah. as they are carrying out these attacks so that's why a lot of these crimes have been associated with a clockwork orange because they were mm-hmm. carried out gleefully right in march 1972 a 14 year old male was accused of manslaughter and the prosecutor in this case referred to a clockwork orange as inspiration for his actions he said that the crime has uh relevant details to the movie's story Mm. in 1973 a 16 year old boy dressed as the gang in the book stabbed a younger boy don't have any more details of that um And this one too, I couldn't find a year, but in articles that I read, there were several mentions of a 17 year old Dutch girl on vacation in Lancashire, who was reportedly raped by a gang of young men while they sang (sighs) Singing in the Rain, which is one of the most reference scenes in the movie. And by 1973, almost any violent crime committed by youth seemed to be attributed to the film. Mike Purdy, who worked as a solicitor for the Metropolitan Police, later recalled, quote, At the Old Bailey, we kept seeing people on assault charges who had seen the film and been impelled to go out and beat someone up. Most of us who worked at the court thought that this was a load of rubbish, but unfortunately, such cases got a lot of publicity, and many judges would impose lesser sentences in these cases. It got to be the stage when we referred to these cases as clockwork clockwork orange defenses and it became almost boring as one after another tried to use the excuse end quote
1: that's yeah i don't know i i don't know how this can be normal to some people
0: (laughs) yeah i don't get seeing a work of fiction and then like trying to then act it i don't have that brain i guess like some well, pe- some people I, that's just how they interpret art and media.
1: Yeah, and I can understand that, but I can't understand the not being able to see the disconnect in when it comes to hurting people. Yeah. That's where it that's where I can't see it. Like some people are just very good at playing pretend and that is fine. But once they have other big people main start character to get harmed, energy. it honestly, that would make some sense. Yeah given that that's the new thing apparently is millennials suffer from a lot of main main character character. yeah um but no i just i don't understand the whole oh i'm going to hurt someone to feel closer to this character in some way shape or form that part i don't yeah i don't understand
0: yeah and you don't think that there's going to be consequences coming your way maybe it's because whoever in the book or the movie never received any consequences. Like in, yeah, in, um, uh, what's it called American Psycho, like by spoiler, but by the end, it's like very vague as if, like, is he imagining all of this? Is this actually right. really happening? So, like, maybe that's the interpretation is like, well, my favorite character didn't get caught, so like, I'm not gonna get caught.
1: Yeah, very know. often m- movies, books, it can be left open-ended so you can decide for yourself so the the consumer of that media can decide for themselves what happens, how they want that story to end. But that... I don't think that excuses taking... That, that only gives you so much leeway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just...
0: Yeah, I and like... Like some of these other ones that I'm going to talk about are not even like technically horror books or like thrillers. Mm -hmm. And it's just so interesting to think of how people... I'm sure like when the the authors are writing these things, they're not thinking of inspiring mayhem. They're writing a work of fiction and then all of a sudden... Once it leaves your hands and goes out into the world, it becomes everybody else's interpretation of what this work is. That's what art is. So it's just so crazy, like, to think that Mm -hmm. something you could make could be interpreted in such a way that it would inspire not just one or two or three, but sometimes upwards of like 10 or 15 different crimes,
1: Mm mm-hmm it's that's got to be really just difficult to sit with yeah like i just i don't know that's not why people create but you also can't control how people
0: yeah people interpret your work like i
1: don't know everyone sees art differently but sometimes they want to do egregious acts sometimes they want to complain that you talk too fast sometimes you do talk too fast and you know what you can i've never now. talked too fast in my entire life the possibility
0: exists to slow down voices and you should use everything in your tool belt to enjoy media in the way that you wish to or disengage with the media <laughs> i don't know the possibility
1: also exists that's really not is... hurt people and you should use every tool in your tool belt yeah. to refrain from doing so
0: anyway i'm gonna use one of my tools to give you a palate <laughs> cleanser Hell yeah. From today's hard episode.
1: Let's do it. Palette I cleanser need... is
0: something non true crime related that mm-hmm. we are going to send you back out into the world with after you finish listening to this. And my palette cleanser is a date I went on yesterday. Oh, I died over this. Go ahead. <laughs> Elliot took me to the New York Aquarium. Oh. And my palette cleanser is go to an aquarium. Truly this bitch loves aquariums I, I, I don't blame her i love aquariums i've gone to the new york aquarium a couple times but mm-hmm. they i hadn't the last time i was there was literally weeks before the COVID shutdowns <gasps> like I, oh wow I, I went back in my phone because we had taken pictures it was mm-hmm. like february 2020 oh my god yeah it was for valentine's day 2020
1: so yeah. this oh, was like another
0: because we don't celebrate valentine's a day on, ago. yeah we don't celebrate valentine's right. day on valentine's day because it's too much commercial yeah so we did it the weekend after hell yeah and we went to a nice lunch after it was very good very nice um but yeah oh, I love um that. number one was i went to the aquarium and i love aquariums hey. and we saw some really cool fish Mm-hmm. And spent the entire time pointing at different dumb names of fish and being like, that's you. <laughs> uh there's one called the French grunt. That's what I named <laughs> Elliot. And I believe I was uh a spinely nudie branch. <laughs> Honestly, like it fits. Yeah. There was one that was like um devastatingly curious something and i was like that's me. that's bean oh that's also you but no oh, i feel like that's bean no we were pointing at fish in the tanks and being like who's the one that's causing the most problems that's bean <laughs> uh but yeah i mean there was there was children running around but um it was just like yeah, mid-morning saturday aquarium it was mid-morning on a saturday so like there yeah. wasn't like too many people and it was snowy um
1: oh that's so lovely
0: we saw some seals we saw some hell yeah we saw some sharks he walked through a shark tunnel oh shit it was really fun that's amazing and if you have a cool aquarium by you let me know because i'm trying to go to all of the aquariums everywhere it's true i've been to a bunch she'll go i will don't threaten her with a good time i have structured a vacation around going to a specific aquarium so and i'll do it again that's a that's not a threat that's a promise i've (laughs) been to i've been to the georgia aquarium which housed at the time that i was there four whale sharks i have also been to an aquarium that was inside of a mall i will go to any place that has like at least two fish tanks and some cool fishies in it so um yeah i love the aquarium go to the aquarium it's fun
1: do it i also saw a kid fall into
0: a touch tank once which is (gasps) oh shit a plus (laughs) A plus, loved it. It was so great. Oh, no, um, not not good for the fish. Obviously, the kid was not being watched. He was a pain in the ass. But um, <laughs> the look on that face, wow, makes you not want to reproduce. Um, yeah, I feel that. Anyway, but go to that's an aquarium. Okay. Your
1: body, your choice. Yeah. go to the aquarium. Your body, your choice. Yeah, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt others.
0: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pod at gmail.com, com. Message us on us. any of our social media for a link to our Discord. Our Discord is fun. Our Discord is supportive. Our Discord is very sweet. So um, join
1: that It's community. starting like a poem. It
0: is. Yeah. Everyone is really nice there. <laughs> cool people. Cool people. You, you, should, you should hang. People are getting puppies. And there's People pictures, are getting puppies. And there's pictures of puppies on our Discord. So What more could you need? Yes. And arts and crafts. And it's I give true. spoiler alerts on Mondays. You do? Yeah. No, I, know this.
1: I know these things. It's a fun time. I was really bummed that your spoiler for last week wasn't a GIF from Torn by Natalie Bruglia. I want you to know that. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> I was like, oh, this would be such a good one. I should tell her. And then I was like, nah, she's probably already thought of it. <laughs> I don't think of them until like five minutes before I put them up. So. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. Because I would. I, I spend i'm just sitting there waxing poetic to myself over oh would it be this would it be that yeah that's why i never post anything on my social media because i'm like oh but i could do this no i just make it up on the fly baby no she's she's an improv queen yeah Mm.
0: all right i have to go pee because i drank a lot of uh cherry coke while i was sitting here
1: so if you've been sitting here with us you should go pee too it's important healthy bladder it is important and drink a full glass of water right now right now no go go Absolutely not. In
0: the middle of driving, go. (laughs) Pull over. Pull pull over. The first house you see,
1: grab a glass. (laughs) Fill it
0: up. Any dirty water on the side of the road will do. Anyway. I really do have to pee. Okay, bye. All
1: right, Bye.